to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? Uh, this is your boy, High Five Tom, and we've got uh, Ring of Honor Revel here, and I've got my good friend Will here on the other side of the world slash country. Will, are you next evening? I'm doing pretty okay. That's good. And yes, I realize I just said, how are you doing this night, this evening? So it's been a long day. So bear with Sorry. me. Will, Will's going to kind of carry me through this episode. So I'm, I'm used to closing since forever. So even if people come in first thing in the morning at the store, it's have a nice night. They're like, but it's the morning. It's like, yeah, and beat it. Dude, that's what I did that at work today. So I worked, uh, I worked the stadium well this morning and I started at 11, you know, they opened the gates at 1130. So I started off saying good morning, everybody. And then by one o'clock, people were like, well, it's one o'clock. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm just going to say good morning. Just get used to it. So I'm like, at this point, good afternoon just doesn't sound, doesn't have the same ring to it. So, um, so speaking of you working, Will, um, I had a quite an existential question that popped into my head about an hour ago. At what point does two pieces of bread become a sandwich? I mean, it's just gotta have something in the, in between, right? I don't know. I was, I was just wondering. So I mean, I'm just like, and does that have to be like? I mean, can it be condiments? Like, said, if you just put butter on, is it still a sandwich? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, sandwich crackers are just crackers with something in the middle. So, I mean, it's in the name. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. So, I mean, you know, so, I mean, do you, do you have to have, like, meat or cheese or anything? So, I mean, Faith agreed with you again. Um, you don't have to have meat and cheese. Well, you don't have to have meat and cheese because, in theory, you could have... Or lettuce or, I mean... Just vegetables. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying meat or cheese. And a grilled cheese is a sandwich. That is just cheese. So... You could argue the grilled cheese is the condiment on the outside because, like, when I do grilled cheeses, I do the mayo on the outside instead of butter. I've heard that. I think we've discussed that. So, a little uh, mayo on the outside, a little Dijon on the inside of the cheese. Oh, 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 really? You eat olives. Don't make that face at me. I was just, I, no, we're bringing it back. We're Will, bringing back this inside joke. Will, I don't just eat all. I love how that blew up in the Discord, by the way. Shout out to our homies in Discord. But I don't just eat olives. I eat a shit ton of olives, and I love them. I enjoy them. So you're not going to shame me into your, your anti-olivery here, but... I only want olives for their oil. <laughs> um, well, other than that, Will, how's, how's your week been? My week's been okay. I've received copious amounts of mail. Uh, if people follow me on uh, Instagram, they, they would have seen the stack of <laughs> all the things I received in the mail. Uh, lots of ish, lots of uh, issues of do a power bomb, which came out this past week. I have. Let's go. I have seven of the ten covers that I've purchased in my possession. Uh, I also got the dual powerbomb t-shirt, the three dual powerbomb pins, and I got uh, Daniel Warren Johnson uh, a couple years ago did uh, the Inktober 
with all the wrestling themes. Mm-hmm. And he had two little books of like the two years that he did it. So yeah. I bought, I literally went to his web shop and bought one of everything. And uh, I also got my my merch package from the boys in Drive by Bukaki, who mm-hmm. half the band is also what was the Neckbreaker podcast, formerly Shining Wizards Network. So I got the new CD. Bastards of Slime, out July 8th. I got my Terry Funk t-shirt. That's cool. Forever! Wow. You know, koozie, picks, pins, away. Nice. A signed, uh, signed 8x10 kind of, kind of gimmick. Nice. Yeah, then uh, speaking of drive-by, it's drive-by Bukaki. Did I pronounce that correctly, right? You did. You know, uh, Will and I were talking about pre-production. Um, you know, if the high fivers are into it, we might just do an album review. Because you know what, Will, you and I, we do whatever the fuck we want. It's America. And I, I, I sent you one of their albums. I sent you. I guess I would say, other than the new albums, obviously I can't send you the new album yet. Right. I sent you uh, Midnight Manslaughter from 2009, which you could probably argue is their the, the best album yeah does not have my favorite song on it my favorite song is mountain of steroids and that's on oozing doom the the album after this and i they posted their set list because they're opening for suffocation tomorrow night or it was last night as this goes up because they're 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 friends with the guys in suffocation they've been to like each other's houses and shit yeah because brian puts up bands when they come through on tour and it's like everybody everybody just knows everybody. It's the Boston metal scene. So like everybody right. knows everybody. So they posted up their set list and I'm like, oh, no mountain steroids. And they said, Yeah, it just doesn't get as many plays on the on the website as some of these other ones. So granted, there's only three old songs in the set list. It's mostly the new album. Yeah. So if everybody wants to go to the Drive by Bukaki Bandcamp page and uh, play the fuck out of Mountain of Steroids. So okay. that maybe by the July eighth album release show that I'm going to, uh, maybe they'll fucking play it. <laughs> <laughs> where's uh, where's that show at? That's going to be at uh, it's in Man- Vegas, Manchester, New Hampshire. It's at it's a newer venue. It's called Angel. It's like Angel City Music Hall. It's a, around where uh, people are familiar with the area. Uh, Spider Bite Tattoo and Piercing on Elm Street, in Manchester. Okay. I've never been there before. It's a fair, like I said, it's a fairly new venue. They've only been doing shows for unfortunately the last couple of years, and yeah. I don't even know if they were doing stuff for a year before COVID hit. So nice. They they bring in a lot of uh, like cover bands or like tribute. I shouldn't say cover like tribute bands. Right. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's so funny. We we thought about moving about moving out your way. So I mean, because my my company is based out of Boston, and there's a, there's an REI in Keene, I think. I think that's what you said. Yeah. So, you know, if it wasn't for my mom, and well, you know, going to fifteen wrestling shows here in Milwaukee every fucking week. So, and I've got two new reviews that are coming out on windycitypodcast.com. Shout out to my good friend Mike Pankow. So I reviewed the ICW Milwaukee for 
for the oh shit, that's right. We haven't actually had talked since that show, have we? Um, remind me to send you a copy of that, by the way. Um, I bought a copy. Um, but also, and then the latest uh, Crush and Destroy from AEW. So Tom's gonna put himself over here real quick, but um Tom's been getting around. Sorry, Faith. Yeah, I uh I do uh I, I do get around that that is correct with the with the wrestling scene, however. Um I am very faithful to my better half, so um, but dude, yeah, like I said, I mean, not to be this guy, but I mean, you, uh, you've heard me talk about AEW before, right? Obviously. I, I know you hold in a very high regard. Yeah. Is there, did we, uh, oh, I got a date. Is there any chance you could fly out, uh, to Chicago like a week and a half after your birthday for a couple days for some wrestling? If I bought your wrestling tickets and give you a place to stay? I, I cannot make any promises that far out. Okay. <laughs> Keep it in the back of your mind. It's October fifteenth and sixteenth. It's uh, it's pretty much the Battle of Los Angeles of the Midwest. Oh, I'll start saving up now. Um, and getting into Chicago is actually relatively cheap. So just keep it in the back of your mind, Will. Um, but yeah, I brought my good friend Trent. Trent has also been on the the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup with me. But Trent is one of the main producers for AAW. Um, not uh, not Trent with a question mark, right? No, not Trent with a question. Right? It's Trent Sabiri. So the show it's Trent Sabiri. Um, and his band Hemi, which is awesome too. So I have to wait till Bandcamp Friday uh, to pick up their new all their stuff. Um, yeah, we had a good time, and uh, it looks like some uh, hopefully some more people are going to be getting booked on AEW. So um, had some good talent. So it was a great show. Um, yeah, this this is probably the best ICW show since the pandemic. Um, Awesome action, you know. It was a great time. So and yeah, we'll I'll send you a copy of that. So it was it was a lot of fun. The main event was one of my favorites, Drake Daniels versus uh Silas Young, who also made his debut on uh, AEW last night. He was on the AEW. Um, I had a fuck of a match with uh with Hangman Adam Page. So, and uh, I know this is dropping after Rampage comes out, but I would recommend uh, everyone watch Rampage this week. Andrade and Phoenix had a fuck of a match, and so did Cash Wheeler and Jeff Cobb. And we've got a debut um, of somebody that, if you guys listen to the show, Will and I have discussed on here, but finally debuted for AEW, uh, along with one of the members I, we just mentioned. So, yeah. I just, I just want to point out a quick thing. So, Brittany asked me the other day, on the, just on the topic of if you're, if you're listening. She's like, so... How much material do you and Tom have to go over? I'm like, oh, we're we're like ten years to the day that yeah. these episodes are coming out. So I'm like, so assuming that they don't put out a new TV show and skipping the time like pandemic, whatever that they didn't have shows going. Yeah, we've got about uh, ten years of material. Yeah, I mean, even going up to the pandemic, it'd be eight. Yeah, you know, so. Um. Yeah, this, we could we could drag this out forever. Oh, well, I mean that's the plan. I mean, I would I would like to keep doing this until we run out of TV. I mean, they've got five what five hundred and fifty some odd episodes, and we're only in episode forty. Yeah. So you know, will I'm in if you're in. So it's it's like when Brittany and I went to Montreal, went to a concert, went to see Alexis on Fire on the farewell tour, and we also have tickets to see them on their current tour at the end of the month. But uh. We parked on Catherine Street because this is pre-GPS days. So I get we had the printout. Oh. 
we had the MapQuest printouts. So there was a whole kerfuffle getting there. We parked at 50 Catherine Street. The venue was at like some, it was like 5,000. Oh. <laughs> so, it, and it was late December. But we didn't dare try to move the car because we're like, we found a parking spot. Let's just go. For you guys walked all There is all I'll say. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. Huh. You know what else is crazy? It's time. It's time for a fuck you Zoom break, Tom. Okay, Will, I will see you in about two minutes, my friend. All right. All right, high fivers, we are back. Uh, sorry about the delay there. So, um, yeah, but Will, in a nutshell, you know, if, if things are, uh, I mean, I'm down. I mean, if we want to get, you know, at least eight years out of content out of this, you know, I mean, we can even cover the crappy Ring of Honor TV that went on towards the pandemic, but. Actually, once they came back from the pandemic, it was good because then the peer tournament kicked out. But yeah, there was that. There's about a six yep. month period where you know. I heard. I heard Ring of Honor was a little iffy for a while because Matt talked about it. Shining Wizards, Matt. Matt Bowman. Yeah. And Matt's Twitter. a big mark like we are. So. It's funny. Like I kept hearing like Roosh before. I ever watched it, and I pictured Roosh being way different. Really? I pictured Roosh being a smaller wrestler. Because all I really knew was that he used, like, a missile dropkick. Yeah. To like, so I, I hear, like, they use a dropkick, and I just assume it's a smaller. Oh, that's funny. That's a smaller fellow. So when I finally saw Roosh, I'm like, oh, he a big boy. Yeah, well, yeah, and I wasn't even listening to the Wizards when I first saw Roosh, so um, I can't remember. I'd seen him a couple times, but then, yeah, when he demolished Dalton Castle in about a I was going to say, that's that's the first time I really remember hearing about Roosh was when he squashed Dalton Castle. Squashed him. So. When I was a fan of Dalton Castle, because when I was kind of sort of up with Ring of Honor, Dalton Castle was there, so. Yeah. He was beefing with Silas Young, so we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. We will. Um, you know, and shout out to my my drive mate uh, Silas Young. Lesson is his AEW debut. Um, but the Godfathers of Visionaries Gold Needle, Chad and Diesel, were over yesterday, and we actually started our review of our first Ring of Honor show together. It was a show called Unauthorized in Milwaukee here, in, uh, April two thousand seventeen. But speaking of Dalton Castle. One of my favorite matches I've ever seen live. Not the best. It was actually really fucking good. Uh, but it was a trios match when uh, them boys had the trios titles with uh, Bully Ray versus Dalton Castle and the War Boys. So by the expression on your face, I think you kind of figured out who the War Boys were. Uh, they're also known. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping you're saying it's War Machine, but I want them to be in like the getup. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It is off. Uh, it's on Honor Club, Will. Um, we'll April, get there. Yeah, uh, April 28, 2017. Um, well, we'll get there in a couple years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I actually, I mean, everybody, I mean, all bullshit aside, I actually recommend this match. It is fucking great. Um, you know, as much as Bully Ray might be an asshole, um, might he, be. yeah, 
allegedly, you know. Um, Supposedly. Yeah. He may have some heat. Yeah. Um, with, yeah. But anyway. Everybody. But uh, there was a great peacock off with uh, with Bully Ray and uh, Dalton Castle. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Mark Briscoe ended up getting tossed into the, into the crown and was drinking beer with people. Um, it was, yeah, it was an unauthorized. It was just a fun house show. It was, it was a lot of fucking fun. So you'll hear that review. We only got halfway through it, but uh, yeah. And ironically enough, um, yes, yeah, Silas fought Jay Lethal that night. Uh, but also, Adam Cole fought this uh, this guy. Um, he's named after a knife. Um, named oh. after a knife. Yeah, Jay White. He's no still switchblade. He was just before he was even the switchblade. Um, and this was actually so. This was April twenty eighth. He was kicked out of Bullet Club on May fifteenth. So this is one yeah, of the. Yeah, so, um, and it was funny because even on commentary, they were talking about um, monster rehabs because the Young Bucks got on commentary with uh, Ian and Colt, and I don't know if anyone watches Being the Elite, but uh, when the, when Adam Cole died, he was poisoned with a mo- uh, monster rehab. He so, was. So just throwing that out there, so. Yeah. Oh, man, are, are we going to have to watch BTE to supplement our Ring of Wire watching at some point? Oh God, we'll deal with that in about four years. <laughs> I've watched the first. I went on a big kick, and I watched like the first eighty or so episodes. Um, because I heard somebody pointing out. I want to say it was maybe, maybe it was the Wizards that like. There's some episodes where there's like other people from other companies that are like there, but they're not like there. But you can see them like leaning against a wall or maybe they walk into frame here and there it's like oh man yeah um somebody that we'll be talking about in this episode of ring of honor tv may have popped up once in a while speaking of which um in case you're wondering we're talking about kevin owens uh slash kevin steen dude the ko mini t-shirts are sold out of wwd.com already so i gotta go to fucking ebay usually i wait till july when they're on clearance well, they're, they're trying to clear out right now, Tom. So. Fuck. You know, I usually get them for like 75% off. I've, yeah, I've got all of them except for, well, except for the latest ones. So, um, I mean, you can probably find a bootleg t-shirt website that's just like custom designs. Here's a. Yeah. I want, nah, this is. Cavino wins. Oh, these, I mean, these are, coll- I mean, these are collector's items. So I'm going to sell these bitches also. Well, actually probably, um. When I die, Faith's gonna call you to help you sell sell those. So help her sell those. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it was a great week of wrestling. Yeah, I saw a great ICW show. Uh, shout out to Drake Daniels and Silas Young. Uh, fuck of a match. Uh, we get Drake Daniels for CJ Cole next month. Um, Silas, yeah. Once again, Silas Young had a great match against Adam Page last night. So. I got to see my Seth boy, uh, my boy Jeff Cobb. So, um, did, so did you watch Dynamite, or do you at least know what happened yesterday? If I spoiled something that I haven't already spoiled, it's way huger. Like, I generally do what the card looks like. I've not watched it. I probably won't watch it. Okay. Do you know what the main event of Forbidden Door, or at least the, do you know what the, the match is for the championship? For which championship? The IWGP. No. 
can't. Do you want to know? Sure. Jay White. Absolutely. Versus the aforementioned Adam Cole. Okay. Versus the aforementioned Adam Page. Versus Okada. Yeah. Okada was in the fucking building yet. And I, I'm like, I'm not a, a cheese. I mean, I'm a I'm a fucking mark. That's a face fact. I literally had goosebumps. Did you get some funny money? Was there was there Okada bucks raining from the sky? No, they didn't get the we didn't get the funny money. Um, but yeah, we got the full entrance, and uh I just can't believe Kazucha Okada was in Milwaukee. It's probably never gonna happen again. No, you know. <laughs> Know so I mean the crowd wasn't bad so and uh, Milwaukee's got a lot of history you know but um and it's a small it's a smallish building I mean it's only seven probably seven eight thousand people um it is the building the Milwaukee Bucks on their first championship in 1971 um you know but yeah so yeah a lot of Ring of Honor ties so oh Will uh I know we were supposed to talk about Ring of Honor did you watch Slamversary. No. Sure. Heard it was great. Heard it was excellent. I, Heard there was a lot of great stuff on there. I, uh, you know, I. How I, do you feel about Davy Richards being on the, the Impact team? How do you think I feel about it? Awesome. I mean, I know it's Davy Richards, so I mean, you're you're cool with it regardless, but. No, I thought it was a great fit. It was a great. It was a great. You know, somebody people weren't thinking. He looked great. Um, Eddie, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards fight forever. Yeah. I mean, they are destined to be, um, you know, Kevin Owens and El Gen- or Kevin C. and El Generico. Well, I'm sorry. Um, El Generico's uh, long-lost brother, Sami Zayn. Um, rest in peace, El Generico. It's, it's, you know, it's, I think it's really flattering that Sami Zayn models his appearance so much after El Generico. The move set. Yeah. You know, he doesn't come out to bouncing souls, but, you know, it's the kind of scop. Yeah, hunky, you know, it's, it's there. So, um, speaking of El Generico, we haven't seen him in a while. He had that little appearance there at the beginning of the year, but. Yeah, but he got beat every time he was there. I don't so, think he won anything. Might be time for him to make a comeback, so. And I'm not foreshadowing anything. I'm trying to do the best I can. But... Are, you, are, you trying, are you trying to spoil best of the world for me? No, no, I swear to God, I haven't gotten that far. Um, I can't. I can't wait to see my favorite tag team, the Guardians of Truth. <laughs> we're gonna get to that this week, and then we're. I, I, I can't wait to come in next week. We're not even gonna talk about it. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna force you to talk about it. And I'm, for those of you who aren't in the know, Tom is. Tom always watches ahead, so because Tom's a responsible co-host, I, I fly by the seat of my pants. And does a good job at it. That's why Tom has notes. Tom plans all this shit out, and I just show up and derail everything. So Tom's watched ahead, and we, we've talked about the Guardians of Truth, and apparently, at least in Tom's wrong opinion, the Guardians of Truth maybe aren't all that Truth Martini cracked him up to, which I can't believe Tom would say Truth Martini blew something out of proportion. The, well, but, yeah. So yeah. I can't wait for... Mike Mike Mondo might be dethroned as my favorite Ring of Honor talent. You know, the Guardians of Truth are coming at me next week. <laughs> Will? <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. I, 
you don't want to spoil it for the listeners because we need them to tune in next week. No, I'm gonna spoil it later in the fucking episode because it was oh. So and tune in next up. week to hear all the debate about Guardians of Truth. Dude, and I love the fucking Briscoes. These guys can wrestle fucking a, a pair of fucking brooms and make it. In they probably team. have wrestled a pair of brooms. Yeah. And it was yeah, oh, yeah. We're gonna discuss it this episode. I mean, it's well, we'll get there. But this week we've got three matches, Tom. We did. None, none of them had brooms. None of them had. None brooms. of them had the Briscoes. No. But our no. opening, our opening match did have Die Hard Eddie Edwards wrestling Brutal Bob. Well, I mean, it's it's a big broom. Like it's one of those industrial sized brooms, but um, it's like a yes. death rush. <laughs> yeah. So after twenty minutes of uh, Tom and Will ranting and raving, we've got episode forty. Will. Of Ring of Honor TV. We're, We're 40 over the fucking hill. episodes in on this song, bitch. Oof. I'm sorry, listeners. Yeah, original air date, June 24, 2012. But yeah, like Will said. That's 10, that's 10 years ago. What, 24th? So 10 years ago tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So Yesterday, as you're listening. Hopefully you're yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as it drops, we'll say maybe people. Yeah, will. as it drops, because if we don't listen to it on time, then I mean, then it's all off. I mean, we know Brundon's going to listen on Saturday because Brundon's the man. Um, but, you know, some other people might listen. Um, yeah, I guess one of our episodes on SoundCloud was leading the VGM for a little while, really 170 listens or something. So, um, but anyways, we're not we're not in this for the le- listens. We're in this to to entertain and really just learn about Ring of Honor and uh, really just gives Will and I a good excuse to talk to each other every week um, without our better halves being angry about it. Time to derail this conversation. I'm shouting out my friend Neff, who just got a, an NWO Ghostbusters mashup shirt. Whoa! So it's NWO, but the O is the Ghostbusters. No shit? Are you going to put that on the Discord? Yeah, I, I, I can stream. I'll just, I'll just steal it. Um, yeah, take Ant Money in that, dude. So he'd love that. We got to get happy, happy belated birthday, Ant Money. Ant Money, yeah. So I will see him on Sunday. Him and Doctor, yeah, Doctor Money. Oh so man, no. I mean, because you guys are going to be at, you guys are going to be at the, uh, the, uh, the disallowed the- passageway. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna see the baby clubs or the baby seal clubber, bullet club Bob, and brother Elaine. So I'm gonna see him twice in a month. Well, I'm gonna see you in a couple weeks. Um, so that's a pretty dope shirt. Yeah, I'd like to see that. So, um, yeah. this uh this week's episode starts off with a little clip of uh Michael Bennett uh, versus Adam Page from last week. You know, our Adam Page debut that Will and I pontificated about last week and we're pretty excited about. So, you know, and then uh, Bennett beats Page, you know, beats Page and Edwards comes out. And uh, Mike Bennett's like, yeah, next week, why don't you fight Brutal Bob? So that's what we got, Will. So that's that's what we got. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, once again, sounds like Brutal Bob and uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, I guess they got history. So I know, I mean, Nigel kind of keeps alluding to it. So, um, 
I mean, Nigel also keeps alluding to what clothing Maria is is or is not wearing. So, yeah, actually, this episode wasn't too bad. It hasn't been that bad lately. Yeah, compared to some of the very cringeworthy shit. Compared to thirty episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, what are you doing, Smokes? Okay. Um. Yeah, but I think it sounds like uh, I think that um, Brutal Bob wanted to train Eddie Edwards, but he said no, supposedly. So, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, I do. Uh, I do like that uh, they said that uh, Brutal Bob looks like Baron Von Raschke, and they don't mean Baron Von Raschke back in the seventies. They mean Baron Von Raschke right now. So, who's not on Dynamite last night? He was on Dynamite last time. It was in Milwaukee, but. Um, you know, and Edwards comes out um, like gangbusters, you know, just beating the piss out of Brutal Bob, you know. And, Brutal Bob uh, wrestles a very uh, methodical style, we'll call it. Yes. Very plotting, not very TV worthy. Lots uh, of headlocks, lots of uh, wrist locks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's got, he's got some good ring acumen. I mean, I bet you Brutal Bob as a shoot's probably a pretty decent trainer. Oh. Um, Probably really is, you know, the, the old just smoking the pipe Boston get up isn't, you know, there's there's something to that. <laughs> yeah. So but Mike Bennett, for the most part, they even pointed out in commentary, stayed largely out of the early phases of this match. Yeah. Until uh yeah, until Bob until gets he didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Until uh, you know, Edwards gets Bob and then Achilles lock and then you know, that's when Bennett finally showed up on the ring. You know, Edwards goes after Mike Bennett because that's always the thing you do. Because, I mean, we've never seen that trope in wrestling before. Baby you know? faces, man. Baby faces are so dumb. Yeah. Stupid. Um, it's like, stay yeah. on the guy. Stay on the guy. The guy on the outside of the ring, unless he's going to ruin this match for his guy, isn't going to get involved. Just saying. You know, unless he's going to pull a Prince Nana and get, get your own more disqualified, you know. Yeah. But that's for later. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, then uh, Brutal Bob tries to take advantage. Uh, put Gets a quick roll up on Edwards, but Edwards being the Wiley veteran, rolls right through it and gets the crucifix pin for the for the one, two, three. Yeah. And then uh, Bennett and Bob put the boots to, boots to Eddie Edwards, but Will... What happened then? Homicide. Have you been waiting all week to do that? Love homicide. Homicide um, takes his time. He comes down to the ring though. Bennett, Bennett, and uh, Brutal Bob don't want don't want none of homicide. No, they they had their fill at uh, the tenth anniversary show. Yeah, Bennett wrestled homicide. So. Eddie Edwards kind of shoves Homicide away because he's like, dog, we're wrestling each other in like two weeks. Homicide's like, dog, came out to help you. Yeah. Handshake, code of honor. Yeah. Then, cop killer <laughs> to uh, Eddie Edwards. Again, the stupid baby face. Your opponent. Yeah. Just offered to shake your hand weeks ahead of time. He's going to do something. I mean, homicide's not known for being honorable. Um, no. we, don't, we don't love homicide for being honorable. Homicides don't give a fuck. This man comes out to hate breed. He wears a jumpsuit with Michael Myers on it. 
Yeah. And he, his finishing move is called Cop Killer. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> um, or you call it a vertebraker, but. Um, or it's yeah. also called the Gringo Killer. I think yeah. is what they, they call it too, because. Yeah. Um, wait, he didn't come out to hate breed in this episode, did he? I don't think he did. What saw what hate breed did he come out to? You want me to look it up? I can look it up. Okay. I do not remember because I admittedly am not a huge hate breed person. Wait, you're from New Hampshire. Are you not a big hate breed person? What does being from New Hampshire have to do with it? Because they're hate breeds from Connecticut. Yes, so. And Connecticut and New Hampshire are close to each other. So based on that, I should be a big WWE guy, but I'm not. Oh, yeah. Good point. Okay, touche. My favorite hate break song is uh, Bound to Violence because it was on the Punisher movie soundtrack. That's funny you say and that. So, yeah. was, uh, so was Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven, which was used as the theme for Kane. That's going to be Kane. Hmm. Wow, yeah, Homicide was born two days before my best friend. <laughs> Homicide. Was Homicide on AEW? Yeah, then he came out a couple times. Huh. I don't remember how, I don't know how I missed that, but I did What is this? This this is simultaneously a super helpful but a very poorly organized list. Yeah, I've got his wrestling career, but so I will be heard. Okay. Um. Also, I have something listed here for CZW wrestling themes. Eddie Kingston Homicide would come out to destroy everything. Nice. I don't know. I'm a hate breed guy, so. Yeah, Homicide rules. Yeah, it's uh... Yeah, this is a lot of fun. And to be honest with you, I kind of thought he was really going to kind of shake his hand, but I mean, he did. Well, I mean, that's true. Then he twisted him around, put him up on his back, and dropped him on his head. Yeah. With the Ringo coat. Yeah. 187 Homicide. So, Eddie Edwards got a got a tall order. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so next week at Best of the World, we've got uh, Eddie Edwards versus uh, versus Homicide. I mean, he says he's he's going after former Ring of Honor champions, and you know, Homicide fits the bill. So should be uh, a, should be a hell of a match. Yeah, then we cut real quick uh, to uh, you know, uh, we've got Kevin Kelly and Mike Bennett and Marie Canellis, and they announced that they're going to make a a prodigy service announcement at Best in the World. And then uh, they just start making out. So, yeah, that was that segment. You know, it's still not as creepy as uh, Sammy and, T- and Taya, but that's uh, or Tay or whatever. So, but you know why? It's because Bennett and Maria are over. 
Yeah. The right way. Like, people boo, but people are into the Mike Bennett, Maria Canales thing. Like, they're eating it up. Yeah. Sammy and Tang? Like, I liked them separately, but there's something about how they've done the two of them together on screen has just been like... Cringe release for yeah, it's it's been it's felt like a lot, but you know it is what it is. So, oh shit, I can't bring it so Okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, that was quick. I mean, in and out. So, um, but and then we uh, uh oh, then there's a quick promo um discussing the collusion. There's a uh, over the TV title, uh, quick uh, clips of the embassy. And also clips of House of Truth. Right, great editing to say there's no way these two are working together shows them standing next to each other and laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty funny. And then, uh, you know, Lethal jumps in. Lethal's not worried about managers or conspiracy. You know, he's just worried about Roderick Strong and Chompa, blah, blah, blah. You know, and Kevin Kelly and uh, Nigel McGuiss wonder what's going to happen at Best in the World. So, Will, we're going to find out what happens at Best in the World next week. Next week. So, and then we get um, Will's second favorite time of the week. We get ringofhonorwrestling.com. So, what can you get at ringofhonorwrestling.com? You can get all your wants and needs for live shows, pay-per-views, merchandise for your favorite wrestlers. If I wanted to watch the the match, the longest recorded match in wrestling history, where could I buy that DVD? ROHwrestling.com. It's uh, Battle of the Carolinas. Yes. And high yeah, Northern, five. Northern aggression and Southern defiance. Will and I have been talking about this for five months. One of us is going to buy this, and we're going to watch it in its entirety. It's going to happen. Just, you know, it's summertime. Will works 80 hours a week. I've got three jobs. You know. i got kids. He's got kids, yeah. <laughs> I got kids to feed, so. So, anyways, after our next tangent, um, We've got uh, so a freshish face. Um, someone's made a couple appearances on Ring of Honor, you know, but uh, Chris Silvio's back out. He is the psychedelic superstar, you know, the, the OVW legend. And I do love, and it's a very accurate description. Uh, Nigel calls uh, Chris Silvio a little Austin Idol mixed with a little superstar Billy Graham, you know, and he is facing uh, Jay Lethal. Who is the TV champ but doesn't have the belt yet? Where's the belt, Will? Is it is it still at Champa's house? Because Strong never had the belt then. Yeah, I mean Roger Strong wasn't the champ for that long either. But so um, this, and this whole have... thing's a mess. This, this, this TV title thing is it? Yeah, Who there knows? was supposed to be an injunction against Champa, but I guess we're gonna find out. So they they they, they forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. So that's Jim, Jim Cornette for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Um, yeah, uh, Chris Sylvia, probably the best uh, best he's looked so far. Um, he really took it to Jay Lethal. He took a really pretty nasty ring pull shot. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Chris Sylvia. But uh, then R.D. Evans and Nana Prince uh, come out, and they're, they're scouting. You know, and they're kind of watching the match, and, blah, 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 blah. and all of a sudden, hmm. Truth Martini comes out also. Interesting. And they're all they're all they're all standing in a row. They're all shooting the shit. Yeah. They're all shooting breeze. And Chompa comes out. It's like, what? 
Like Nigel McGuinness said, it looks like it's three dudes hanging out at a barbecue. You know? Chompa's not having it. No. He's losing it. I guess he's wearing a Jay Lethal t-shirt, they said, but I couldn't tell. He is. He was wearing the, the Jay Lethal shirt. So. Um, to get in the head of Roger Strong. Yeah. Even though it was Jay Lethal in the ring, but. I mean, Roger Strong came out to ringside because that. After Lethal, I mean, Lethal wins. Yeah. Thanks for showing up, Chris Silvio. Yeah. Look lethal, good. In, lethal injection for the win. Cutters everywhere, Tom. Lots of cutters. And uh, then uh, it, it all starts falling to shit because Ciampa's losing it. Roger Strong comes down to save Truth Martini. <laughs> then everybody's biffing and bopping everybody. Yeah. And uh, we are kind of late. We are kind of bearing the lead here, though, Will. Um, there were a lot of shots at Jushin Thunder Liger in the crowd in this match, too. So, in a different spot. So It's, it's we'll the forbidden say. door, Tom. Yeah, this <laughs> is forbidden door before forbidden door. But, yeah, basically, this just turns into a big schmoz. Roddy's punching Ciampa. Ciampa's punching Lethal. Lethal's punching Roddy. I mean, you know. It's all a mess. Hopefully. Security comes out. Hopefully, this cleans up a little bit after, after we get the three-way at best in the world. Yeah, finally they can figure something out. So, and I tried finding that um, episode of Lillian Garcia with with Champa where he kind of went over his time in uh, Ring of Honor, but it's been scrubbed from the internet. So, well, it might be a little drastic, but I think she just pulled it down because that was a couple years ago. So, it's a conspiracy, Tom. It, yeah, it, it is. So, I mean, it's all is trying to keep us people from Milwaukee down. So, but Will, this is really your favorite time of the week. As we're going to Inside Ring of Honor, and they're going to break down the best in the world card for us. And this is actually a pretty decent um, Inside Ring of Honor. I mean, all things considered. Um, I don't remember anything from Inside Ring of Honor, Tom. So we'll have to use your notes. Oh, I got, I got you. I got you here, Will. I, I met, so let me ask quickly ahead of time. Spoiler: alert, There's a backstage bit with uh davy richards and kyle o'reilly is that part of inside ring of honor or was that yes. after yep that's yeah that's yeah that's part of ring of honor so this okay. is all pretty much leading up into the main event um so yeah this took up about 10 minutes of tv time um so you gotta, you gotta sell that pay-per-view yeah and uh they just started off you know announcing that there's gonna be a, a tag team title match uh all night express versus wrestling's greatest tag team uh for the belts and uh will please 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 tell me all Night Express win this match. I hope so. Um, I mean, you'd know better than I have. You probably watched it already. No, I haven't gotten that far yet. The only matches I watched, I watched the, the first three matches. Well, uh, the first two matches. The first one, I'm not even going to call a fucking match. Oh, the first one, Guardians of Truth. Yeah. PWI number one. At least at least it was the curtain jerker. Um, but then Edwards. Uh, Homicide. Homicide's the second, but then, but then we get that O'Reilly kind of cold match. And high fivers, Will, Sunshine, Chico, Smokus, anyone else that can hear me right now or hear me in download form, holy fuck, make sure you watch this match with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. It might be good. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it, you will change your, persp- your perception of um, both of these gentlemen forever. It's just a shame they had. It's just a shame they had to follow the Guardians of Truth. It wasn't tough. 
it was wow. it's a real you know it's when you shine the, the when you're that close to the sun and know that the light is just shining so bright on this this young tag team i wish and i wish they would run right into the sun so i'm i'm um, gonna i'm gonna sell the hell out of this there i'm gonna make a t-shirt to wear for next week for the guardian if you can sell this match will i'm gonna send that clip in to the oscars and i'm gonna get you some kind of award challenge accepted i'm gonna I'm gonna to try to pitch this match. So Tom says, it's at "Oh, least actually, I'm gonna four submit, and a half stars." I'm gonna submit that clip to the Oakland Awards, the annual Oakland Podcast Awards. I may oh, have uh, it in with the committee, uh, Britton Beaumont, Bo- Brand Buster Boys. <clears throat> that's committee with two T's, two M's. Yeah, two uh, E's. That okay? I got. We're gonna we're gonna do some cross promoting here. So I'm uh, I'll I'll do it. I'm I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it before I usually do, which is the night before we record, and uh, I'll, I'll draft. I'll, I'll pitch it. I'll, I'm going to try to convince Milwaukee Tom that he's wrong. I didn't do so well with the Olives, but maybe I can do something about the Guardians of Truth. Oh, this is going to be – I mean, the Olives would have been a fucking cakewalk compared to this. So, uh, But speaking of the Guardians of Truth, it uh, looks like Mark, Truth Martini is bringing inside Guardians of Truth. And uh, spoiler alert, this match is literally the drizzlingest of the shits. It says Best match right ever. I'm, I'm going to go in so hyped, so uh, excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to live text you my, my response to like every move. Like, wow! <laughs> I can't believe they did that. So, What a uh, maneuver. Yeah, it literally says that in my notes here. Drizzling list of shits. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Will, I, I will commend you in advance for even thinking about it. So um, we're going to get this done. Don't worry, people. I got this. <laughs> uh, but uh, they do mention that uh, Michael Elgin's going to be fighting Fit Finley. Uh, it's going to be a fucking slugfest. But then the aforementioned Edwards versus Homicide. And we are going to get a Prodigy service announcement. You know, hopefully it's just not. Um, you know, Maria and Mike Bennett having sex in the middle of the ring. <laughs> um, and then uh, they mentioned that there's going to be a hybrid fighting rules uh, with Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole that I just put over. Um, it's and it's, it's talk- okay. It'll be okay after that Guardians of Truth match. We got a three-way match for the TV title. We Actually, they don't even mention that in here. Um, but this it's probably is probably so fresh that they didn't mention it. Yeah, this is where this is where inside Ring of Honor, and you're actually going to hear the high fivers um, between our fuck you Zoom breaks. Um, but they talk about how this is Davy Richards' last chance to win That's the right. Ring of Honor title. If if you don't get it done, no more title shots. And we find out, will the pile driver is legal? Yeah, just it's, this, it's anything goes. Yeah, just this once time. This is this one time. Again. Then it's back to the F Sanks, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully you caught my sarcasm. I said this one time again. Um, but and then Jim Cornette um actually puts a pretty I mean, I've been a pretty big Jim Cornette detractor, but he cuts a pretty big promo here. Uh bring up some good points. So um yeah, you know, uh um oh yeah, he just talks about how uh, the pile driver. You know, Davey Richards doesn't want any excuses, uh, but it's good for uh, Kevin Steen because he doesn't know how to fucking do anything else. Uh, but the sponsors are pissed off. 
Uh, but the fans are happy because all they love is bloodlust and anarchy. Um, and he's not wrong, you know. So you know, these sponsors just wait till they have the dinner. Kevin Kevin Seen's gonna wear his finest tuxedo t-shirt. He'll win them over. Yeah. He's yeah. got that Canadian pleasantry to him. You know, and Jim Cornette and the sponsors are worried about lawsuits. Um, and at the end of it, you know, Jim Cornette, you know, puts his foot down and says, Richards can't get it done. He's going to find someone who can. Maybe someone that we had mentioned earlier, but they, I, I don't know. They I haven't seen anything, but I have a feeling we'll, we'll see, um, you know, El Generico will, will be sad, you know, that he's, he's passed away now. So, um, but yeah, and then we get a real quick, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, Kevin Steen promo per usual. Uh, you know, and then Kevin Steen just talks how Jim Cornette gives all these weird fucking stipulations and all these weird fucking matches, but no one's been able to put him down. So, yeah, Kevin and then, Steen uh, undefeated. Yeah, so it's coming back. And then we get a uh, world's greatest tag, the wrestling's greatest tag team. Uh, and basically, it's, it's once again, like Will always says, if you're not good at promos, give him short promos. Shelton Benjamin says we're going to beat that ass all night long. And then Charlie Haas is like, what he says, we're out. Great. Perfect. It's probably the best wrestling's greatest tag team promo they've ever done. And it was about 14 seconds. Um, yeah. And then uh, the last of it is the aforementioned Davey promo. He's uh, telling Kyle to quit his fucking whining and his bitching. He's like, and this team is built on action. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we're real men. You know, we 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 do our pitching with our fists, and there's something like you know like that. So, um, basically, he calls you know Kyle a, a pussy and a whiner. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's like, yeah, Kyle, I know you're the man. Uh, it's time for you to go out there and prove it. So, he's like, yeah, I lost. In, he's like, I lost in Toronto. It's not the first time I lost. I'll probably lose again down the road. Yeah, foreshadowing. So, um, yeah. So, Will, before we go to the main event, you want to take another quick uh, fuck you Zoom break? I mean, unless we're going to cover this main event in one minute, Tom, I don't, I don't think so. so. No, no, the way we go, we might uh, we might even get through the inches in one minute. So, all right, Will and high fivers, I will see you in about two minutes. Will the ROH hostage crisis come to an end this weekend? We've got the final word tonight inside Ring of Honor. Best in the World 2012 hostage crisis takes place Sunday, June 24th at 5 p.m. Eastern at the Manhattan Center's Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. If you can't be there live, you can see it live as it happens on ROHwrestling.com. Log on now for all the details. For the World Tag Team Championship, the All Night Express challenges wrestling's greatest tag team. For the World Television Championship, it's a triple threat match. Roderick Strong versus Jay Lethal and Tommaso Ciampa. And the Briscoe brothers face Truth Martini's mystery team. He is referred to only as his Guardians of Truth. <laughs> At best in the world, the best tag team will prevail. The Briscoe brothers, you have accepted the challenge against my team. Now this team that I'm talking about, I cannot even mention their names because they are the most feared team in all the professional wrestlings. 
You mention their name and grown men, they run for cover. Briscoe Brothers, now I hate you. But at this point, I actually feel sorry for you. Because what's going to happen to you two boys, I will not wish that on my worst enemies. Briscoe Brothers, prepare to meet the guardians of truth. <laughs> So Truth Martini got a big surprise mystery team in New York City. Truth Martini, you Willy Wonka looking looking like the leprechaun on Lucky Charm Fruit Loop queer than a $3 oh, bill. Calm down, Jake. Calm down. Let me tell you something, Truth Martini. We really don't give a damn who it is. You can bring them out to Guardians of Truth. We ain't scared, Truth. I don't care if it's Jay Clampett and Jeff Robodine. Hey, hey, New York on. City, New York City, bottom line, Truth Martini, New York City, we gonna whoop us some ass, boy. You can bring whoever. We gonna be that. You'll also see Unbreakable Michael Elgin versus the Belfast Bruiser Fit Finley. A die-hard challenge match with Eddie Edwards facing Homicide. The Prodigy Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis will be in the Big Apple for a live Prodigy service announcement. In a hybrid fighting rules match, Kyle O'Reilly takes on Adam Cole. And of course, in the main event, it will be for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Kevin Steen defending against former champion Davey Richards in what Jim Cornette has promised will be Richards' last chance at the title. And he has finally ruled at the last minute the pile driver will be legal one more time. So Davey Richards wants the pile driver legal at his rematch of Best in the World because he doesn't want any excuses and also because he's got too much honor. And Kevin Steen... He wants the pile driver legal at best in the world because that fat bastard wants any advantage he can get. The fans, they want the pile driver legal because they like anarchy and chaos and bloodletting. Corporate is on my ass because they don't want the pile driver because they don't want to get sued and they don't want to be liable when somebody gets paralyzed or has their neck broken. And whatever I do and whatever decision I make, I'm going to lose. So let me just say this. You guys want it, you got it. Fair fight, everything's even. Throw it all out the window. Pile driver is legal at best in the world on the rematch. And let me just guarantee you one thing, Kevin Steen. No matter what happens, I promise you, I swear to you, you will not be Ring of Honor World Champion by the time that affiliates meeting rolls around in September because I'm not going to be embarrassed and I'm not going to see this company go down. And if Davey Richards can't beat you and take that title off you at best in the world, I'll find somebody that can. Tonight on the eve of best in the world, Steen and Jacobs will face Richards and O'Reilly in a tag team match. The new champ and the zombie princess are ready for anything. Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards, they want revenge. They want payback tonight on Ring of Honor TV. They think they can do that. But the people, the fans in Toronto, they were smarter. They started chanting, you can't beat him. You can't beat him. You couldn't beat me. Because Davey can't beat no. you. Not in Ring of Honor TV tonight, not ever. No, what's going to happen tonight on Ring of Honor TV is the same thing that happened in Toronto. Davey's just going to let Jim Cornette down. Kyle O'Reilly's not going to be able to do much about it. But you know what's unfortunate is I, I really wish I could defend this belt more often. Because, like, you know, let's be honest. Davey didn't exactly defend the belt too many times. And now I'm on Ring of Honor TV, but in a tag match. But you know what? That's okay because New York City's this weekend. Best in the world 2012. Hostage crisis. Because of, of me and this. Yeah. Me and Davey Richards one more time. Davey Richards' last shot at the Ring of Honor title. Oh my God. Yeah. Jim must be mad at him if you may. Right? You know, for six months, Jim, you've been putting me in no DQs and street fights. And you were hoping somebody would injure me enough to keep me out for good. And when that didn't happen... 
you put me in a straight-up wrestling match against Davey Richards, and I still beat him. So now we're back to anything goes. We're back in New York City. But the thing is, the pile driver is legal again. So the end result for you, Jim, is going to be the exact same. <laughs> Best in the world, 2012. Hostage crisis is this weekend. If you can't be there live, see it live as it happens on All right, high fivers. We are back for the final stretch here, and uh, Will was just showing me uh, one of his newest collections. And now uh, this question uh, had occurred to me while you were showing me: um, Has comic books, like or comic books and graphic novels, have those things really seen an upsurge recently, or have they always kind of been pretty popular but pretty niche or niche? I'd say. I'd say it's a very niche thing. I mean, right now you have the boom of DC and Marvel properties. Yeah. Much more of a mainstream media focus right now. Yeah. So you have, like, I saw a little clip the other day, um, just person at like a comic convention thing, and they were going around to different vendors and like, what's the most expensive piece that you have? Yeah. So when you, you have, oh, this is like, the first issue of Superman. Like, obviously, that's going to be not a cheap. lot of money. Here's this one particular issue of The Incredible Hulk, but it's also the first appearance of Wolverine. That's wow. right. He, he started out as, like, an, an antagonist in, a, in an Incredible Hulk comic. Oh, shit. But then you have stuff like Moon Knight, who maybe wouldn't have been as big of a thing, but there's a Netflix series now. So now everybody wants to read Moon Knight. Huh. So, like, my comic stuff is I got series that I thought were interesting. So, the recent stuff was Do a Powerbomb because obviously it's wrestling theme. I want to get into it. Yeah. There's a current five issue thing going on for Sabretooth, which I'm not up with X Men or anything like that, but one of my favorite authors is writing it. So, yeah. I'm going to get it. I like the short run things. Some of them are to a detriment because I feel like do a powerbomb has legs to be way longer than seven issues. Yeah. But they figured out it was going to be seven issues. Hmm. But it yeah. works for me because it's like I only have to stay invested. Like I only have to keep up with it for so long. Yeah, I was just wondering like if my awareness because I didn't have more more friends now that are into that kind of thing or if it was just a bigger boom because of Marvel, X-Men, stuff like that. So I was just, yeah, I was just curious. So um, I had a copy of The Watchmen, um, a graphic novel that I brought it somebody I haven't gotten back. I, like, I really dug that. Have you ever seen that series? Well, I don't want to make assumptions. Have you seen the movie? I own a black and white hardcover version of the no graphic novel. Wow. I've got the, the Blu-ray of the movie. And I watch the show. I'll probably end up eventually getting a Blu-ray of the show too because I really like the show. Okay, I was going to ask: Is the show any good? The show is very good. Okay, that's on HBO, right? It was on HBO. So the show is only one season. The writer of the show said there isn't going to be more. Um, there's a neat thing if you go in your whatever podcast catcher you use. 
um, HBO for a lot of their series do like companion podcasts. Oh, really? Some aren't. It's not. They're not all great. Because like I did, I love the book Lovecraft Country. Didn't love the show, so I didn't really keep up with it. I didn't really like the companion podcast, but the Watchmen one is definitely it's worth watching the episode, listening to the podcast. Next episode, next podcast. Do they do so? Do they only do that for newer HBO, or do they do it for like everything and everything over on HBO? Do you know? Not positive. I would assume kind of newer stuff because it's kind of like a branding. Okay, you know, so like it's a thing. And they're oh, short episodes. You okay. know, they're only like 10, 15 minute episodes. I was wondering if they did like old HBO series because there's an HBO. They might. Like, I haven't, I haven't really looked into it that much. So, I mean, I know there's podcasts on like, you know, the Sopranos and obviously The Wire. Um, but yeah, there's a in the works or with Mark and I, High Five Comma, an HBO series that's going to get a deep dive uh, this fall by one person or another. So, I don't want to spoil it like, quite yet. Um, so I had the final details on that, but I'll tell you off here, Will. So, Tom, Tom, I hate to do this to you, but I really got to use the restroom all of a sudden. Can I? Can I BRB? <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. I'm stepping away. I'm tangled up in all these wires. I'm a machine. All right, we're gonna act like that didn't happen. So, Will, we're back. This is why we need a third co-host. <laughs> oh, not at all. I could have pontificated on my own if I wanted to. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate all the knowledge on the, the graphic novels and uh, and everything. So, I definitely, I really, really hope that AEW streaming service goes to HBO Max because if that means Honor Club is going to be on HBO Max and I only got to pay ten more dollars for HBO Max and I can watch things like The Watchmen. So, uh, how many episodes was that? Ten. Oh. Is that like is that like um an accompaniment or is it like after the movie or up there like a it's pre-court? after the movie okay so it so actually it's after the movie but it's after the book so they reference the squids they reference okay like the squids are actually a very big part of the TV show mm-hmm. so if you want to look at that I mean the, the movie was fairly faithful yeah i'd say to like 90 percent. yeah um you know they did make a couple changes that i get why they made it but i still would have preferred them not to have so it's largely unrelated those like if you were not familiar with the watchman ahead of time you probably could have been you probably would have been able to jump in and be able to kind of pick up what they were going for but it helps having yeah because you're going to pick up on more things and be like, ooh, ooh, hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. I'll have to rewatch that. So, yeah, it now that long time, so. Yeah. it doesn't seem long, though. It's one of those movies. It's like Goodfellas. See, see, I like it, but it feels long to me. Oh, really? They see, like, Goodfellas is three hours long, but did you watch it? Seems like you sat there for half an hour. I've never seen that, so I wouldn't know. I'm sorry, what? I've never seen it. Mob, mob and like organized crime movies are, I guess I call them a blind spot. I didn't, you know, my, my parents didn't really watch them. I didn't watch a whole lot of them. See this evil eye I'm giving you right now? 
Um, well, geez, and how to how to have the have the Joe Pesci references from Drive By or Kabuki? It's so sad. It's so, it's so satisfying when I when I hit one, then I see the movie. I'm like, that's where it came from. Wow. Well, Will, if you ever want to sit down and do a five hour review of Goodfellas, um, Oof. it's a three hour movie, and I have a feeling the way you and I go, it would be, and that's a compliment, by the way. It it, it has to be a multi part episode. Yeah, I mean, I just did three hours on the Sting. Um, with the Sting. Yeah, no, the movie, not the wrestler. All right, let's get back to the ring. Sending out an SOS. All right, okay. Um, five bucks to any person, or no, I'll send out free stickers when we have them to any high fiver that dms me the first person that does that tells me how that reference is relevant to this conversation so i'm going to test all you guys out there see who's actually paying attention so well done will good for them because i'm not anyways we're gonna go back speaking of not paying attention we're gonna go to the main event and uh special announcement uh who's on the broadcast for this one will steve carino steve carino so fucking good you know who's not going to be on commentary at Best in the World? Ian Riccoboni. You're not wrong. Steve Carino. They, he reveals that Jim Cornette has, uh, has pulled his credentials to commentate at Best in the World. Really? How did I miss that? Wow. See? All right. I mean, I could be remembering this wrong, too. I mean, oh, I'm, no. I'm not... I'm not a reliable narrator. You're probably right. So, you know, uh, as Billy Joel said, you may be wrong, but I may be right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Steve Carino just adds so much to this match. Um, the match itself is okay. Um, it's a TV match. Um, but, you know, I mean, Steve Carino thinks the pile driver should be legal all the time. You know, it brings up the case that, hi, India, uh, that uh, the ankle lock's legal. I mean, you break people's ankles. Yeah, heard heard ton of people about me. You know, um, you know, and then uh, Bobby Cruz, uh, the legendary Bobby Cruz, is making the announcement, and it breaks into a brawl. You know, yeah, Davey get... Richards doesn't wait for the announcements. He no, and then you know, Carino is just tearing into Davey Richards. Like, look at that, you know, cheating right off the bat. There's no honor in that. You know, that's why he's not champion anymore. This is um, a, a much more aggressive Davey Richards. Yeah, and. Um, you know, the whole, the whole thing to Kyle O'Reilly, you know, we're, it's, we're men of action, not of words. Yeah. You know, and then just uh, like the old saying goes, the best heels don't think they're heels. And Steve Carino plays it to a fucking T. So and they talk a lot about Kevin Steen at the sponsor dinners. And there's there's a lot about the sponsor dinner coming up September, Will. So there's pressure to get that belt off of him. So we'll see what uh, if Davey Richards is up to the task. So, um. But yeah, and then back to the match. Um, nothing special, you know. I mean, these guys are are magic. Uh, it's a great fun it's, watch. It's, it's about a, it's it's a slobber knocker, as Jr. would say. Like there's yeah. a lot of high impact. Like Steen gets bopped out to the outside, then O'Reilly like dives off the apron and like drop kicks him in the chair and like yeah. You know, and I've said this before, man. Do people sleep on Jimmy Jacobs? You know, good. yeah, I mean, he's, you know, and he's got a great, you know, he plays the small man very, very well, but, um, 
you know, and then uh, back to Steve Perino. All realities. My notes on this: lots of kicks, lots of suplexes, and lots of submission attempts. Um, but yeah, and then Steve Perino's like, I've seen the light. And Kevin Steen is that light. Um, you know, entertaining stuff and commentary. It's a great, if, you know, this mat. It's a great main event. It's it's what you'd expect out of these two. Um, and it's awesome going into you know going into a pay per view like this that the matches it served its purpose. You know, I think yeah. I mean, and we got we got something a little different from Ring of Honor. We had a a, a no contest. Yeah, yeah. And it, Sinclair had seen enough. Yeah, somebody went through a table. Yeah, well, first Dean and Richards go through a table, and then they're brought outside, and then Jimmy Jacobs, yeah, grabs uh, Kyle O'Reilly on, on the apron and that full body choke, and they fall through a table, and like Will said, Sinclair calls for the fucking bell. That's it. And then, uh, then is it Rich, does Richards, like, push Sinclair or whatever? Because somebody, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Davey Richards pushes in, and Steve Carino fucking loses it. Pandemonium. You know, I mean, you can't put your hands on an official. Yeah. Um, you might get fined five thousand dollars. How much? Five thousand dollars. Someday I'm gonna figure out how to get a soundboard, and I'm gonna I'm gonna isolate that someday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this served its purpose. Listen, um, I mean, really honestly, listen, I mean, obviously you want to focus on the action in the ring, but Steve Carino here is just a fucking genius. Just so good. Um, you know, obviously Kevin Steen doesn't need a mouthpiece, so but I mean Carino and Jacobs just add to it, you know. So um, yeah, and I don't know if you noticed, but we got a little bit of cheeseburger throughout this episode. Um, you know, he was a young lion there at the Ring of Honor Dojo. You'll see him a lot more at Best in the World for the first hour or so. I saw him like three or four times. So um, yeah, all in all, Will, you know, per the usual at this time. You know, if you saw this episode uh, by itself, uh, would you continue to watch Ring of Honor? Would you be intrigued enough? Oh, I definitely would be. I mean, and if I probably want to see, I would say I would want to see the pay-per-view, but at the same time, the last two weeks, I feel like there's people who are going to be on this pay-per-view that we really haven't seen. Yeah. We really haven't seen All Night Express and Reservoir's Tab in the last couple of weeks. We haven't seen Michael Elgin really. It's been the large focus has been the TV title and the world title. Yeah. Kind of pieces, which it's fine. You only have so much time, but. Yeah. How about you, Tom? Are you on to ROHWrestling.com to order your. Pay-per-view of best in the world after this? I don't know about that. I definitely would have checked in to see what happened uh, eventually. Uh, but depending on my money, and like if this was 2012 at this time, I mean, I didn't really have internet access and money was a little tight. I don't think I would have. But if like it was now watching, yeah, I would have. I would have forked down the 20 bucks for it. I mean, Kevin Steen alone. You know, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this episode, I mean, they did kind of hit another peak a couple weeks ago, but this time with the TV though, like I posted like fighting February and mulling March and assault April, it hasn't dropped like it did before. 
So now it's just kind of it peaked a little bit, but now kind of almost leveled off just a little bit lower, um, which gives me hope for the future. Yeah, it hasn't been bad. You know, we we've had we've had a good run here, and like I said, I mean, Kevin Steen. Let's face facts. I mean, him as champion is must see fucking TV. That's the bottom line. You know, and if they can if they can separate, they get some separation, some new blood with uh, the TV title. You know, this Chopper Roddy lethal thing's getting a little stale. Um, hopefully, we get new tag team champions, and we can get you know a rivalry um, that's not the Briscoes and Wrestling's greatest tag team. Time for Guardians of Truth to shine. It would be, yeah, this would have been the time if they hadn't fucked it up by being the worst fucking tag team in that you've ever fucking seen in your worst, life. Worst. Worst. Come on. Come on. Yeah. They were not. Worst. It's bad, Bill. I'm, I'm selling you on it next week, Tom. I can't I can't have this negativity. And that's saying a lot coming from me. I am the Midwestern wrestling prince of positivity. That tells you how bad this is. I'm going to come in with my handmade Guardians of Truth t-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to sell you on this. Oh, uh, Will, if you ha- okay, if you feel that strongly and you make a handmade Guardians of Truth t-shirt, I will buy it from you and I will wear it in public. So I'll, go get, I'll go get a pack of white t-shirts and a bunch of Sharpies. Make some magic happen. Yeah, just like uh, God, what was this band we saw on in elementary, like Freedom Jam, came to our school once or something. You know, all the girls men made homemade T-shirts and everything. So, um, Will, I like your stick to itiveness. I really do. I'm really looking forward to when you text me in a couple of days. You know, I'm in a drunken haze down in Chicago, and you're like, "Wow, Tom, that was really bad." No, I'm gonna like, well, like their entrance music is perfect for them. Their gear is perfect. They've got the look. They got the panache. And high fivers, we want to hear from you guys. You know, I put out the the reference earlier from the SOS. Uh, yeah, I would like yeah, some uh, people to check out this match. Also, it is uh, the curtain jerker to best in the world, uh, available on Honor Club. I'm sure mighty even well, that's probably been scrubbed from YouTube. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun. So yeah, Brunson or anybody, it's gonna be a great you know. What a gift that we get two main events in the show. One at the start, one at the end. On that note, Will. That's why they call the show Best in the World, Guardians of Truth. <laughs> I think it was called Hoshis Crisis, but, you know. I'm committed to this. Picking nits, picking nits. So, um, Will, um, yeah, this is awesome, man. I had a blast. I always have a blast. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun, Will. So, yeah, we're I think we're I think we're starting to I think the start we're seeing some upward mobility here for Ring of Honor. So, and we saw Chris Silvio again. You know, I'm not sure how much of an impact we're going to have uh, in the Ring of Honor in the future. But I mean, listen, last week we had Adam Page. Uh, we saw Sam Shaw, um, the QT Marshall. You know, things are things are looking up. So. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens next week. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, Will, before we uh, pull this train officially in the station, is there anything else you want to tell, tell the high fivers or anything? So, uh, I don't know. Do roids and eat shit, you know, the usual stuff. Yeah. I mean, drive by Bukaki, is that the name of the band? Drive by Bukaki. 
So I'm gonna check it out. I saw you sent that to my to my direct messenger on the Facebook machine. So I did. Sweet. Well, high fivers. Yeah, thank you so much. We will talk to everybody next week. And I'm sure Will and I will discuss the Forbidden Door. And then uh we've got a fucking a fuck of a pay-per-view here for best in the world. So we'll see everybody next week.